0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i . c o m. Now streaming only on Disney Plus.
1: My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. The
0: the Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour.
2: Swift Bierras tour, Taylor's version,
1: with four additional acoustic songs, now streaming only on Disney Plus.
2: Y'all. welcome back to another episode of making moves with myself and kenzie elizabeth hi kenzie's one of my besties besties yeah like for
1: the rest <laughs> yeah it's been like six years now
2: yeah kenzie yeah. was my first real friend in la mm-hmm. we always talk about this um but for those of you that don't know she is an awesome content creator my first actual friend in la yeah Like, the only reason I am here is because of Kenzie.
1: (laughs) We bonded. We met. She came up. What did you come up to me for? I think it was to film. No. We met at. At church. Yeah. But But you came up to me about something like creative. It was something like that. And then I was like, oh, I I think you wanted to film like YouTube videos or something like that. It was very like T K. Smart. I don't know I would have done that. No, you yeah you would have. Really? Yeah, Taylor, that's a good thing. Of course you would have. No, but I feel like we like it was way more personal in my oh, head. Oh well, it was that too, and then we went to Maggiano's the next day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm like, I forget what I said. Like, it was genuinely. something. It was something like film-wise. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe, maybe I was like, I can help you film or something. Yeah. Well, you were like, also we have common interest, and then I texted her, and it was literally a Friday night, and I was like, any chance you don't have plans tonight? And then we went to dinner immediately.
2: Wow. Okay. Wait, what was your first impression of me? I just have to ask. They always ask this on pretty basic, and I think it's like a pretty, like, it's narcissistic, but like also intuitive. No, it's fine. Well, mine is <laughs> totally, like,
1: mine's totally different because I knew you when you were just like a college student way no, before I know. like, That's social what I'm media. Saying. Like, what was I um, like? <laughs> I don't know. I think, well, I kept saying that. You know what? Talk about like praying, manifesting, all of that stuff. Yeah. I kept saying that whole week because I. Basically just needed new friends in LA. Yeah. And I remember being on the phone with my dad and I was like, no, I know I'm about to meet my new best friend. Like I would say that as a joke. Yeah. And then you walked up to me. I don't know. I felt like, I don't really remember other than thinking like we would get along. Yeah.
2: I remember you being though so, like my first impression of you was, I think I thought you were going to be a lot more like not giving me the time of day and you like. Completely gave me more than the time of day. Yeah,
1: I was like Saturday night plans immediately. Yeah. And then and we I, both had passion planners. Yeah. And yeah. I liked how
2: you, like, it, cause I put a lot of effort into relationships and like friendships. And I felt like you totally reciprocated yeah, that. Yeah, I the same. Which was like so cool because I feel like that's pretty rare, you know, yeah. especially in LA. And I was like, this bitch is cooler than me. Like, she's not gonna give me the time <laughs> of day. And you did.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have thought to not give you the I know, day, but like, like in your head. But yeah. But like yes.
2: I was a little nobody and like we were just uh, at the end of the day, we were just so like we had so many common interests and we were so similar, like regardless of the career path mm-hmm. we were both in or wanted to be in, we just like are similar people. Yeah. So I think that's why I worked. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Kenzie, how is it being a Dallas girly and now like coming back to L.A. all the time? Because I, yeah. I love this about you. Kenzie moved to Dallas. And she always comes back to L.A. still.
1: So. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I'm in New York more now, though. Um, yeah, but people always say when they move, they're like, oh, they're I'll be back be, all yeah.
2: the time. Like, I'm going to be like bi-coastal or whatever. And like, you actually do it.
1: Yeah. Also, I was with a bunch of friends this weekend at Dawn's birthday. And they were saying, like, I actually feel like I see the exact same amount. Because you're in L.A. You don't actually see your friends yeah. that often. In moving away and coming back, I see them literally the exact same amount. Yeah.
2: You're so good at planning, too.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to be. Um, I love jealous. Best decision I've ever made for myself. Mm-hmm. I've never been happier in my entire life. So that's incredible. It gives me more freedom. I think it just, I don't, in every single way, it has benefited my life mm-hmm. and made it like 10 times better. Good. Yeah.
2: I love that do you i saw on in your instagram story the other day you were like i would maybe dance around moving to like a nashville or a new york or something would you ever, ever do that i or? wouldn't
1: move there permanently. i wouldn't move to new york permanently i would do like six months in new york or something oh okay and then nashville I would do that. yeah like i would just do extended periods of time i don't think i would ever go at my place in texas yeah. and then also like i my biggest fear is like meeting someone and then like falling in love and then having to move that's actually my biggest fear wait that, what do you mean
2: having to move? like
1: what if like they have to live in another city for their job or something Oh, i'm fine with that no i don't want to leave dallas i would be fine with it if i lived in la though oh, i would be like really? oh i'm ready to go okay yeah but like if they live in nashville that's okay that's it <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's literally it
2: yeah Okay, just Nashville. Like, yeah. okay, Maybe I New will York. say if it was, like, Idaho or some shit, mm-hmm. like, that wouldn't work out for me.
1: Yeah, but I just don't see you dating someone from, like, Idaho, just <laughs> job-wise. Like, I just well, I don't see, like, the career path being that, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. But I was thinking, like, <laughs> what if they
2: uh, get signed to, like... Yeah, that's ad, true. Like, the Minnesota Vikings. Like, no. You can still split your ear though. No, yeah. I, or I could just fly in for the games. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good idea. Yeah. I know, actually, a lot of athletes... Or like girlfriends and athletes that their girlfriend lives here and the man's is like on some like, I don't know, random like middle of America team and he'll come back here when he's not like practicing. But I'm sure yeah. it's hard. It's basically long distance. But yeah. at the same time, if you date an athlete to begin with, it's long distance even if you're at, in the same city because they're traveling so much for games.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, so may as well live where you want to live. Yeah, true. Sure. Right? Anyway. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> How's your um love life?
1: I mean I have I actually asked my therapist if there's something wrong with me the other day cuz I've never had less desire at all to date anyone. I was like really? is there something I don't know how to like I feel like I've also been in a few, like, longer relationships, and I've, like, done that in my 20s, and I'm just so happy, and I love my friends so much, and, like, my social life in Dallas couldn't be better. Uh I can't imagine, this is what I always say, I cannot imagine choosing to go on a date over hanging out with my friends. Like, and that is my problem.
2: I see that. No, I get that. I I think the idea of a, like, serious relationship scares me, personally, because- I'm like in such a, not to be that girl, but like I'm in such a, I just got my own place. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in like my like fitness routine. Like I'm in my career. No, it would like like ruin my routine. No, yeah. Yeah, everything. That would really fork with me.
1: And I, like right now the life, if I lived in LA, I think it would be different. I just think it's exactly where I'm at now. I don't want to, but also I can book a flight and leave two days later and it not affect anything. I just have so much freedom right now. Not that like dating someone would, But you have to think about someone else, you know? And I don't really want to think about anyone else. I just want to think about myself. No, like dead ass.
2: Yeah. And also, I know you. We're both the type of people where if I'm dating someone, like, every decision I'm thinking, like, I'm sorry, like, they're included in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, what's wrong with me, but, like, I devote, like, everything. I, like, put it all
1: that's not a bad thing. But yeah, we, like I'm
2: invested.
1: On the other you know hand, I mean? you don't just date random people. No, I know. It has to be like we're both this way. You have We have to be obsessed with them, and mm-hmm. it's a very serious thing. So if you did that with a bunch of random people, yeah, it would be un- unhealthy, but you don't. Oh, so it's true. Fine. It's, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when do you think your next like serious relationship... Will be actually I have two questions. When do you yeah. think your next serious relationship will be, and how many more do you think you'll have before you're married?
1: I mean, I hope to God not more than I hope the next person I'm with. I don't want to go through another breakup. I would, I don't want to. I really? don't. want Yeah, I don't want to. If I'm like in a relationship with someone, I don't want it to be more than that. Uh-huh. Um, maybe 2023, 2024. I don't see it this year.
2: Wait, is when you have a a serious relationship? Yeah. Okay. And then you you hope one relationship.
1: Yeah, I don't want another breakup.
2: Oh, like you want that, the next one to be the one.
1: Yeah, and so that might be too why I'm like, I have no interest. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Okay,
2: I feel like I'm going to date like, I'm going to have like two or three more like serious Mm -hmm. relationships before I
1: find the (laughs) I say that and then I'm like, I don't know, because I also, that freaks me out so much now that I say it. So maybe one or two more. It depends too, because like I would date someone like certain like,
2: Honestly, the I world. could see maybe one for you, like one serious one. You break up, and then you, the next person. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because you, you again, we're not the type to just date just to mm-hmm. date. So you're gonna keep. You're going to have a year or so, uh, at least a couple, in between that big relationship.
1: That's true. And like the
2: next big one, right? It, it just like stresses me out assume. thinking
1: about it, especially in your twenties. Because I'm like, well, I'm 24. I turn 25. We both turn 25 next summer. We're like two weeks apart. And then it's like, okay, well, then I'm 25, and then I start dating someone, and that's three years, and then you get, like, that that whole timeline that you shouldn't do because it's unhealthy and pointless, it gives me so much anxiety. I can't even think like that. See, I don't think of that. Oh I don't God, think about I it. I can't deal with it. Do you think you think about it more because you're in Dallas? No, because I... None of my friends are dating or engaged oh, really? or anything. Okay. Well, we I know one person who's engaged. Because I feel like back
2: home, like the yeah. clock is ticking, but here, like the clock is not ticking.
1: Yeah, I don't feel pressure to like settle down or date someone, but I, that's just how I naturally am. I think in like timelines, mm. so it freaks me out.
2: Yeah, I get that. That's pretty crazy to think, like, because yeah. I feel like 25 in my head's like fucking old.
1: I know. No, I think about it all the time. I had a mental breakdown when I turned 24. I was like, "Oh my god, I I can't do this. I'm so old." Like I, I and also I have like every adult responsibility that you could have, uh-huh. but I for whatever reason think I'm 17, and I just yeah. I, it freaks me out. Well, I will say I
2: think 25 though is like a special year for people. Mm-hmm. Like the, the number is such a good number and it is your like quarter life crisis. I think yeah. it's going to be a really like transformative year for both of us. I'm
1: actually really excited. And when I turned 24, I ended up liking it. And now I like getting older. I'm like, ooh, like 25. Oh, and you Peyton do? loved being 25. No, I know. Like so that's what I always about it. Was, Peyton's obsession,
2: <laughs> <laughs> my old roommate's obsession with 20 being 25 is like what gets me excited for 25. Yeah. And she also said 24 was the worst year of her life. So I'm like, okay, like this is not bad. (laughs) Twenty three
1: was my worst year. Twenty four has been good.
2: I don't know what my worst year was. Maybe like eighteen or nineteen, because I was like in LA and I was so lost, but it was also so good.
1: Yeah, like for me. That's how I feel
2: about twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. When do you think I'll get in my next serious relationship?
1: I don't know, Taylor. You're a wild card. I really, um, like. I mean, I feel like you won it this year. But I don't know how I, the word serious kind of changes that. Like, yeah. I would say within like this year, next year. Okay, next year latest. Uh huh. I could see that.
2: I could see myself dating someone this year, but it doesn't have to be like it's not the one, but like I would date them. It's also <laughs>
1: just so different. You living in LA, dating here is the worst thing I've to never ever seriously
2: happen. dated someone here.
1: Yeah, but I've it's also so never hard. found
2: someone I liked.
1: Here. Exactly, that's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I have a very like specific type.
1: Yeah. You needed to stay in Santa Monica.
2: That's, like, I guess so. I just yeah. need to go. Yeah. I need to go exactly where they are yeah. more. I need, I need to just like make it my spot.
1: Every sports bar
2: imaginable. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 Anyway. Okay. One of the things I admire so much about you, Kenzie, is you are a say it and then you do it. Like you wow, literally- say you're like you talk the talk and you walk or you walk the talk
1: yeah thank you, you literally
2: do Deadass. and
1: I find
2: that to be so powerful and rare because I say a lot of bullshit that I don't do even like my I feel like just everyone I know says a lot of bullshit and that we don't do which is okay <laughs> but like you deadass do it and it, it doesn't mean that you do it the best but you still fucking do it and i like respect that so much and i just want to know why do you have that mentality do you even think about that why is that so important to you to like finish something or fulfill it or execute it you know what i mean
1: it wouldn't i don't i it has to be a way that i was raised because i would never not do it like i wouldn't think to not do it also My biggest pet peeve, I don't feel like you do that, by the way. Like when you say you're going to do a bunch of stuff and then don't execute. Yeah, but I I will
2: say yes, but also I do come up with like crazy ideas and stuff all the time that I want to do and I just don't do because I'm like, eh, it's like a lot of work and blah, blah, like. in
1: time and Yes, yeah.
2: So I definitely do do it, but I also, there's people that are worse than
1: me, I would say. I also have had a lot of freedom because I have worked for myself since I was 16, 17 years old. That's true. I've always had the freedom to do it and then And you're I, the only person that's going to. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's true. Yes. So I if that. I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I will say my biggest pet peeve about people is like when you're talking about something or like talking a lot of shit or like whatever it is and you have no solution. It's like, all right, well you're not you're just like going in circles and you're not doing anything. Like if you keep complaining, you need to come up with a solution. Um so I just like can't stand that and other people. It's less about but in my mind I think about it in a way of you're unhappy with something and you're not making change, not really like oh you have an idea and you're going to execute it. So I don't know that in itself mm. really bothers me and it just annoys me cuz I'm like you can't keep complaining about something if you're not going to make gonna a change the yeah. action, yeah. So I don't know, it just didn't really cross my mind to not do it mm-hmm. necessarily. Well, okay, my question is though. Awesome.
2: It's so awesome and fulfilling when you're like, okay, I want to start a podcast and it works out well, mm-hmm. right? And you actually do it and it, you know, things just happen and it works out well. But what happens when you are like a nobody and you start a podcast and it's just like actually really forking hard and maybe like it's more work than you expected, which it will be. And um, I don't know, it's getting in the way of things and you're you're not as passionate about anymore because you're doing all like the nitty gritty and I don't know, whatever the case is. So in that sense, like you just don't give up. I would say I mean sometimes you reroute and change your mind which is fine but I feel like you like go full force with things and what if you're not that into it because I can't imagine you being that into every single thing that you say you want to do and end up doing right
1: yeah I've also been around long enough to know like people go in waves so even if something isn't working out for you in that moment in the way that you expect it to it doesn't mean that it's not going to next year like oh. there's been so many people it's a great outlook yeah there's been so many people it's like oh well they're big now but two years from now they probably won't be and there will be someone else yeah so also that's just not my that's not really like how i define success either in the words of luke combs in the song doing it or doing this or whatever he's like i'd still be doing this if i wasn't doing this i was thinking about this on the car right Wait, here. what is the line basically he's he, the song the concept is he was asked in an interview what he would be doing if he wasn't doing music like to the extent that he is uh-huh. and he was like I would still be doing this got it and then I was thinking about that today a uh, career wise I'm like even if I wasn't doing like YouTube podcasting full-time I would still be doing it like yeah. I genuinely do love it that much there are parts of any job that you're not going to Same. like and I actually think that's a really important part of it but I also really love doing it, so that makes it easier. But you can't I, – I just think, like, even if I would have stopped doing YouTube, if someone said something rude to me when I was 18 and, like, made fun of me at school or whatever, if I would have stopped then, I would not have the career that I have now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I always think, like, big – I'm a big picture thinker. And Got I it. think bigger. So, I'm not really as focused in – on like that exact moment, but mm-hmm. also like you don't know who's going to be the next big thing. You don't know who's going to pop off. Like there are people who randomly pop up, pop off on TikTok mm-hmm. at like thirty. Emily Mariko had been around for a long time. Oh before my gosh, she's she posting forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like you just don't know what's finally going to hit. But also like your your worth cannot cannot uh, like exist in numbers on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing I've had really good boundaries with, and that's why. I've been able to kind of just, like, stick it out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's also, to me, a lot more about, like, building a really strong community than it is about having, like, millions of subscribers. Great advice. So, because I have that. Which you have a
2: strong-ass community. Yes. You do.
1: Yeah. And so, because I have that, it, that is so much more fulfilling to me than, like, having millions of followers on something and no community. Like, I, I way more care about a community than I care about a following. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah I don't know but if you're in that position and you're starting a podcast and you really love it and it's not happening like you Lauren and Michael said this to me Michael said this to me when I signed the podcast when we first launched he's like you have to commit to doing like 50 plus episodes before you think anything's gonna happen wow and it worked it worked out almost immediately yeah but he was like you have to just know it takes time like you Mm. can't good things take time good yeah exactly and if you were quit. If you quit under a year in the podcast world, especially, like, I would just recommend staying consistent and sticking it out mm-hmm. for a while. And also, it's hard. Like, with podcasting, you find your own voice. And I still feel like I'm still finding my voice. Mm-hmm. And even Joe Rogan said it took him, like, 500 episodes to figure that out. So, it just takes time. Even myself,
2: like, I I completely I've been – I've been having this podcast for years now. But, like, I completely rebranded. Mm-hmm. And I, like – it's weird because I felt like I needed the tools that I have now to to do that rebrand the right way. But I am so glad I didn't start out with what I have right now because like everything that I started with, like starting on anchor mm-hmm. and like doing it out of my house and like using coffee table books as my like table or like my yeah. mic stand and like buying all my own equipment, and editing the fork out of my podcast. Like, I've so much more it shaped me into a way better podcaster and like have way more empathy even when I'm listening to someone else like if a little audio thing goes wrong like all the time I feel like podcasters will be like hey guys sorry the audio is a little forked but like I'm still going to upload it like that doesn't bother me because I'm like I, I get it like yeah. I, I respect that you like took the time to do it and whatever and I don't know I think that everyone's journey like your chapter eight might be my chapter five and like mm-hmm. that's okay um but yeah I, all of that to say is i respect the fork out of you like starting and finishing things because yeah. i think it's like it's such a simple concept and it's so hard
1: it might be pride in me too and like an unhealthy way that if i say i'm going to do something i'm going to do it no, i've like, been that way my entire life no deadass. Yeah. you do it's but crazy it might be to pride. me i'm like well i said i'm gonna do it i have to do it you know yeah even stuff
2: that i'm like you'll just say in my head you're just saying it to me to like bounce off ideas and because I do that all the time I'll mm-hmm. be like oh you know I would love to come up with a card game one day oh I would love to like do this I would love to have a lipstick thing and like in my head I'm like that's an idea but like you're like no I'm doing it right now yeah and I'm like that how, why how who what where when why
1: there are things though that I want to do that I don't I'm like it's not my time to do them yet okay so I will like bounce that off I'm like oh there's things at 30 I want to do that I won't do yeah. now so but that's You know, I mean, we'll see if I end up doing it. So (laughs) that's six years away. What is that? Um, like eventually, I would want like I was at Boot Barn, you know, not that long ago. Love one of my favorite places to be. Told me about the Farmers Almanac. I learned a lot there. Um, but (laughs) every country star has a cowboy boot line, and I realized that, and I was like, I need a cowboy boot line. Like that is what I want to do at thirty.
2: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'm already doing a clothing brand which launches this year, and that we've been working on for the past year. So that's now, but I'm like later. And then also I'd want to make Breadwinning housewife an even bigger thing and do more like kitchen cookbook, things like that. I mm. wanna do a book one day. Like there are things I want to do. I just you know have it's not to my do time. A book. Yeah, I will. Well, I went to a psychic uh, the other day. This was crazy. They gave Dom and I went. Wait, where? I need to go. I'll give you her contact. It's actually, you know, Kit Keenan. Yes. Okay, so she posted something about a psychic. I and love I her. called her immediately and I was like, Who is a psychic? Like, you need to tell me because we need answers. Um so we went. In New York. No, sorry, it was on Zoom. We made a video about it. It's not up yet. But wait, I needed. I know it's on Zoom. Yeah, you can just do. She's like three months out. I'll give you her like phone number. to okay. like after this period. But, um, her name is Laura Sefaldi or something like that. She's really incredible. But it was crazy. She asked me what. Um, you'll love this because it's boys. She asked me if I knew if there was a male in my life that started with this certain letter. And it was my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, yeah. She asked me about a number in a month. And at first, I was like, no, there's no correlation. After that, I'm like, oh, my God. that's The number was when we started dating. The month was the last time. was like recent. Last time I was with him. Um, completely explained everything. And I was like, that's so weird. But it was odd because it's not something I care about now. Like, that's, like, past stuff. But it was validating because everything else that she said, I trusted more. <laughs> and then she asked about another name. And it was Dom's ex. Like, most recent ex crazy stuff and i've like never been into this at all i was just like interested i'm open to like whatever and then she told me i was gonna write a book basically is what i'm getting at. but it was crazy
2: wait did she have your information though like could she look you up on the internet she could have she... looked me
1: up on the internet but there were things about dom's family and boys like these are not boys that have we've ever posted about, okay because
2: also in my head i'm like
1: i think that too yeah
2: well, also I'm like, I don't really care because just like tell me what I want to hear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like uh just tell like, me, look be... me up, like yeah. tell me like what you actually think I'm gonna do because like I'll like run with it. But Well, she went into Dom's family though, of things that Dom doesn't talk about her family online at all. No. that were just very specific. It was That's Venaries.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh, give me her info. Oh I will. I've always wanted to go to one of those people.
1: Yeah. She's great. It's on Zoom. She's a New Jersey medium. Wow. Oh, yeah. And
2: Kit, like, recommended her? She yeah, Kit just
1: randomly, her? they randomly, like, crossed paths, and the girl came up to her, basically, and said, what does this name mean to you? What does this month mean to you? And it was a guy, and they stopped talking that month. And then it went on about the future. It was crazy. So that's why I called her. I was like, wait, okay, I want to know career stuff. Like, can you please? Yeah. She said TV, too, which a lot of people have said. So, like, we'll see. TV? Mm-hmm. Like a show or something? She Yeah, and she was, I, I feel like, if anything, it would be, like, hosting, but she just kept saying TV and book around 30
2: definitely book yeah, yeah for sure so maybe saying- it's like you're promoting your book like on, on, on like, interviews on tv yeah but
1: i wouldn't be shocked if there was like hosting or something yeah. you know true so anyway okay let's cut to a
2: quick break and we're gonna come back with some of y'all's questions <laughs> Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is, they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself but apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. Sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option with more than 1 million available units for rent. You're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool or everything in between apartments.com has got you covered. Visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love apartments.com because it is so convenient I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year. So I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly.
0: I'm a huge fan. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This
2: is the first question, and I actually really like it because I think we're really good at
1: it. It's really humble and uh, modest. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm really <laughs> humble and sexy and gorgeous. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Uh, how do you separate your friendship from being online and offline?
1: Okay. Because I think we do a pretty a good really job good of A really good job about this. I was with Peyton last week, and we got dinner. And Peyton and I have been friends. I have known her probably for six years now. Mm-hmm. And we we talk work and stuff, but normally it's never... If you guys... Obviously, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast knows Peyton. Peyton is my kids, older roommate, um, Who I technically trusted i never had met her
2: and i trusted her being my roommate because she knew kenzie yeah and like you know i I was like
1: their mutual but they connected through instagram um but i realized we had like this whole business talk and i'm like we've never actually really talked work because peyton has the craziest life and the best stories of anyone and she is the most fascinating person to me she's literally my favorite person to sit down and talk to so i have a lot of other things to ask her about her life um and then I realized, like, oh, we were like six years into this, and we actually have never really talked work uh-huh. ever. So I'm like that with people, but I'm also on the other end. We're both very driven and have so many ideas. Uh-huh. But we also became friends. You weren't even. I mean, you had a YouTube channel, like just like anyone else had one. But like we just became friends before that, so I think that helps too. Like we didn't we didn't meet to like film a YouTube videos and collab, yeah. the and then you yeah. know.
2: I was gonna say I feel like you literally know at least out of my LA friends the most about my personal life like back in the day like my Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriends and like things like that oh yeah oh like she was there for my like big breakup have you
1: told the story on the podcast of you took the fireball shot a fireball or whatever at 7 a.m. I don't think I have tell the story
2: I don't know that I have actually such
1: a good one (laughs) We threw Taylor a congrats, a breakup party dinner. Congrats, you broke up with at him. At Gracias Madre. Yeah, <laughs> a literal party at okay. 19.
2: Wait, this was like, we were so This savage. is a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so I had been dating this guy for too long. And Years. Yeah, and it was the never-ending breakup. Like, it was so dramatic. It was a good three-month-long breakup. Yeah. Honestly, I, like, blacked out so much of it that I'm like, uh, what? Uh, when did? What, was this like the last final straw? Cause I'm like, did we get back together after this?
1: Yeah, because he came and went to that thing, but this was.
2: The, he flew
1: this okay. was when you he was first, so dramatic too. you oh took a god. break you didn't talk for a few weeks He was supposed to call you he did it, and then you did this period
2: oh yeah, yeah i, I have a really good memory yeah, that's why I, I really shit. do oh yeah probably because i complained like crazy bitch to you <laughs> okay <laughs> so oh my god i can't believe i did this i was so i literally thought i was miranda Priestley. like yeah. actually like i was oh, like yeah. okay <laughs> so um this guy I was dating uh, we had been dating for too long and he lived back in the Midwest and I lived here. So I was like a city girl and he was like a, I don't know, like a 307. Yes. Major 307 vibes. And um, <laughs> so we decided to take a break, aka we're going to forking break up soon. But <laughs> in my head I was like, all right, we're taking a break. And I didn't want to break up. Like I just wasn't ready in the sense that I needed I knew I needed deep down to like break up and I needed to like just like plant my roots in LA because I was just so dilly dallying like back and forth and like I didn't even really like li- like him that much like I, yes. I did but like I think I liked the idea of him more than him and <laughs> we um we so he kind of initiated this. He was like in a frat and he like wanted a party and like I I knew it needed to happen, but like also I just didn't want it to. So we took this break. I end up like going to Coachella, like doing all this shit, like blah, 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 blah. He's like, we're going to do it for a month. And I was like, we're not going to talk and then we'll regroup, right? So we take the break. I go to Coachella. It's like after a week. And of course he like calls me after a week. Um... And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, stop talking to me. We're on a break. So... Um, yeah, you get the memo. Yeah. Idiot. This is your idea. <laughs> so um, we talked for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then I was like, all right, got to go. Like, we're on a break. So we had a specific date. It was like a Monday. That, it, I don't know, Monday, April. Let's see if I went to Coachella's in the beginning. So let's say it was like April 30th. And... Um, <laughs> That was the date. And everyone forking knew. Oh,
1: I knew the date. He knew the date.
2: I knew the date. Kenzie knew the date. Like, the actual day of when we're supposed to, like, decide, okay, are we breaking up or are we, like, making this work? So, the day comes around and I'm, like, a nervous wreck. I can't eat. I can't sleep. Like, I'm just, like, I don't know. I was, like, super obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, I was super obsessed with this guy. And I just didn't want to break. I didn't want to break up. I wasn't ready. Like, I don't think I had like, I was scared. Like I didn't have my friends here yet. And I just, he was like my comfort zone and whatever. So the, the date comes around and I'm like literally having my, I'm texting my friends. I'm like, dude, guys, like send a prayer up for me today. Like what's going on? Like whatever. So the date, the date comes around and I don't hear anything the whole forking day. Cause in my head, I'm like, he has to reach out. He wanted the break. Like It's he should know it's his decision ultimately because I want to stay together don't hear anything the whole entire day like actually imagine you've been dating someone for like two and a half three years and like you take this long ass break and it's like a long day if you don't talk to your significant other for like a week like that's a long time let alone a month so (laughs) that, that Monday comes around no nothing no zip nothing right yeah. and I'm probably like going off to Kenzie about it yeah like whatever and a few of my other friends and they weren't even that good of friends but like everyone knew what was going on they were like what a dick so then the next day I'm like okay he'll definitely like you know call me tomorrow right don't hear anything like nothing like literally nothing this is Tuesday Wednesday comes around I'm like he's for sure gonna hit me up today like and also like he was a pretty like he wasn't that big of a douchebag where he would like live yeah. up to his word. Like if he was gonna say something I knew he would.
1: Well the letters. Oh my god the letters. I'm telling you my memory <gasps> I guys. About this, I
2: don't know how you did. Holy shit. Yeah. And so then um the letter <laughs> So then Thursday comes around <laughs> and I'm like, I think one of his guy friends was talking to me and I was like, No 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 I think I called him on Wednesday.
1: You woke up this is how you told No, no, the no, story. I called him on Wednesday and he didn't
2: forking answer. Remember? yeah okay this is it i remember so um i was talking to one of his friends and i was like trying to like see what the vibe was like hi is like so and so alive and he was like yeah so i was like in my head it was wednesday he was supposed to call monday i was like i'm just gonna forking call him right like i'm gonna like just get the balls and call him so i'm literally like on my knees in my bedroom like terrified shaking screaming crying throwing up And I'm, like, telling my friends. I'm, like, I'm about to call him. Like, wish me luck. Whatever. So, I call him. It's been a month. We haven't talked. He hasn't reached out to me. I call him. I, like, get the nerve to finally actually dial his phone number. And rings. Rings. Like, he does not not answer me. He doesn't fucking answer me on this call. I was livid. Like, actually so fucking mad. So, then I'm, like, all right you know what? He is going to call me back, right? So I'm thinking the whole night he's going to call me back. Like I've missed the call or whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. So then the next morning there's nothing. I talk to my, one of my best friends and my mom and they're like, pull the plug. Like it's time. Like pull the forking plug. Meanwhile, I'm updating Kenzie with all this. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I wake up the next morning. I'm in my matching Victoria's Secret pajama set. That's
1: my favorite part of the story. <laughs>
2: hearts they're like red
1: and pink hearts oh yeah I remember them
2: yeah and I walk into my kitchen and I had I think some Jack Daniels I don't even know if I was 21 yet honestly I think I might have been 20
1: yeah you weren't because it was your birthday in Palm Springs
2: yeah, so, yeah I was that.
1: 20 so I <laughs> went and I got
2: some Jack Daniels and I don't even forking like whiskey but I was like fork it so I pour a shot in to a glass I literally it's Probably 8 in the morning or 7.30. I rip a shot. I'm my 20-year-old self in my matching pajama set. Rip a (laughs) shot of whiskey. I go into my roommate's room, who I wasn't really that tight with, but, like, she just was involved with everything. Mm -hmm. So I go into my roommate's room. I call him, and I'm like, I have to call him, and I'm going to break up with him. So I call him, and he answers, and he's like hey
1: Tay oh my god I was just gonna call you and I was like oh really I'm calling to break up with you <laughs> no the line is like oh I'm calling to break up with you episode title it's a really call- no he goes a- oh my
2: god I was just gonna call you and I was like no way I'm calling to break up with you and then he was like, silent so like I was savage and he goes like radio silent he's like what like so concerned he like claims he never saw my call or got it blah, blah 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 I'm not kidding you like the next that it was a Thursday Sunday he flew to LA yeah <laughs> or Saturday I don't know it was insane
1: immediately
2: and we were like 20 years old I'm like yeah. relax <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah that happened and there were a lot of letters oh my god I forgot about the letters oh, yeah. yeah what did you think of that was I being dramatic?
1: Well, no, now that I'm looking back on it, I think, too, that's another way that we got so close because there's no bonding, like, bonding over a breakup. Yeah. and You gave me such good advice. Yeah, we and I had recently gone through a breakup, like, yeah. six months before that. And so I was like, okay, do this, do that. And I don't know, there's just no bond. There's It's such an easy thing to bring friends together, uh-huh. and we got really close through that. But I will say, you're so good with, like, like, I would complain
2: and talk about it. And you were, like, still so good at advice and, like, hear me out.
1: Yeah. Which I people also get annoyed mean, easily. Yeah, but I feel like people who get annoyed easily haven't, like, had their heart broken. Yes, too. that's true. So I think because I just gone through such a bad breakup, I was like, I get it. I remember one of my friends annoyed me so much in high school. And then when I went through my first breakup, I You're was like, like, oh I feel bad. That makes sense. Um, the other thing with the breakup, too you were just comfortable you were and this is how I was with my breakup with my college boyfriend it's like I didn't actually want to be with him but I was too in. De- I was in denial yes and I was too comfortable and oh I was God. way more afraid of how my life would change by losing that person than I was of losing the person if you're in that position yes. leave the relationship now and yes. I promise you your life will get 100 times better like I wouldn't let me even
2: think about it because I knew yes. it was wrong like yeah. I knew, I knew I like I knew I was not his girl, and I knew he was not my guy. And like he just, we're so different.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm i think way too, no. Had that not happened, I don't know if you would you would be a different person because you would have stayed on that path because you're in that relationship and you were so young. You know?
2: Yeah, and yeah. So and then he flew out. It was so dramatic, <laughs> like literally so dramatic. Flew out like ASAP Rocky, like uh, like a move. frat boy. Yeah. Literally, oh, helped me move, broke up with me again after he h- flew out to help me move. Yeah. um, Yeah. It was kind of bullshit. But, like, it shaped me.
1: Yeah. hmm it, it, it turned also, you into I think I scare him. Probably. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and he wrote me a what a 22
1: page letter yes and she didn't respond for like two weeks by the way yeah she was sitting on that 22 handwritten letter by the way Mm -hmm. that he dropped off in her box she didn't reply for a good writer the thing about you is that you can be really intimidating not naturally like you're not you're very friendly and Uh and approachable but you are really intimidating (laughs) in the sense of with guys i know you will say something like yeah if some, i don't give a fuck no like she will walk straight up if someone like had <laughs> literally ignored her for months, and she walked straight up to them it's like hey what's up like yeah yeah
2: no like i think i'm unpredictable like yeah. i'm scary in that and i understand that because a lot of people have told me that
1: <laughs> yeah but it's funny
2: yeah no, i like i have fun with it mm-hmm. and i i will say because of the break that shit i think that hurt me so much i was like oh i'm giving you a taste of like, your own medicine.
1: I wonder... Yeah, it was definitely that. But I wonder if breaks so have ever worked for people. I'm sure there has to be I success think, cases. Yes. I think in the sense where it's like, oh,
2: we broke up, slash took a break for a little bit and then got back together. But they they never work. I, I think they only work if you guys see other people. Yeah. Or, like, dilly-dally a little. Because yeah, I think, sense. like, you have to realize okay actually i miss that person
1: you have to actually move on yeah to know that you want to go yeah back. yeah uh-huh
2: i actually think a breakup before you get married is super like healthy
1: there are so many couples married couples that i know who broke up when they were dating oh yeah yeah so many but yeah i
2: think oh my gosh that was such a good story and so i need more drama like that in my life like boy drama yeah. and he um yeah we ended up breaking up for real Z's and it was like the best thing of my life i like f- finally Came into my own. I feel like he held me back a lot.
1: Lauren and I talk about that all the time. And we're like, our breakups are the best thing that could have ever happened to Oh my to us, gosh. Ever.
2: I was, I didn't even realize the stuff I was like holding myself back from mm-hmm. doing because of like so and so.
1: And when you're in the relationship, you don't want to admit it. Yeah. So then you're just, it's like never ending denial. Mm-hmm. You're like gaslighting yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kenzie is
2: the best. Like you're one of my favorite friends to talk boys because you're so understanding. Thanks. No. And the last guy I was like dilly dallying with. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You literally took me aside and you go, that is... TK, have fun. Do what you want. That is not your guy.
1: And everyone has been telling me that. When Kenzie said it, I was like, you're right. But also, like, people were holding back. Like, people... I was like, oh, someone's going to say something. Like, And then I I was like, okay, I got soft call. Like, I am not the friend. I'm, on one end, incredibly understanding. I really am. I've also been in therapy my whole life. So, like, I really am really understanding. But I'm also... When people are afraid of confrontation because they like don't want to hurt someone's feelings or don't want to like whatever, I'm like if that's my friend and they're gonna waste any more of their time in this setting, that is that is doing them a disservice. Yeah, like I will call and be like, I I did it this weekend. I do it like I'm not. I don't do it if there's not like enough relational equity. I'm not just going to random people. But I'm like, no. A friend texted me yesterday and I drafted out a message. I was like, well, all you have to do is communicate, draft out a message. It's just not that hard. Communicate and tell your friends when someone is not it.
2: But the thing is, I think your approach, instead of being like, oh, he's such a fuck boy. Yeah. Like you, that. like, you don't do that at all. You're very like, no, I get it. Yeah. You're like, I get it. He does this. Like, that's kind of cute, whatever. But I'm just telling you. He's fun. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I get it. He's so fun. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm telling you. And you like literally just were so straight up. you were just like, I just know that's not your guy. But like, have fun. And I was like, Oh my god she's right like i'm cutting this off i literally next day funeral
1: yeah but i just didn't want you to keep like i don't know i i wanted you to feel better yeah you know you had my best interest yeah i have their best interests in mind at which heart. was crazy and i swear like i dead ass listen to you did i not no mm, you did immediately yeah <laughs> yeah
2: no like i listen to kenzie i'm like because wow. i feel like you also, like, some of my friends just don't understand, like, the way I dilly-dally with dudes because I do. I, like, mm-hmm. hee like, I have a bunch of people I like to flirt with or whatever or, like, whatever. But <laughs> you, I feel like you get it and you just know when it's, like, actually wasting my time
1: Yeah, versus I think, when it's just fun. I think both of us can be like, oh, no, we're not actually invested or something. And yeah. then all of a sudden we are invested. And I'm like, you can't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Once you get to a certain point, it's so much harder to move on from something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Just, it's all also it's all about the approach when it comes to telling your friend I'm also there are times when you need to stay out of it mm-hmm. especially if you got if it's like someone's boyfriend or something like there is a point where you should just not say anything yeah. um but yeah I think it is that's about true the approach.
2: I will say I think I was fishing I was asking you to tell me well too. you
1: did come to me about it yeah and ask, so that was another thing I was really paying attention uh-huh yeah yeah
2: and no one else was straight up with me like you were
1: yeah because I'm like you need to stop like dilly dying. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna hurt yourself, is what I was worried about.
2: Exactly. Okay, so what kind of guy do you think you're gonna end up with? Cause I really think you need to have a country music like dude face.
1: You know, unfortunately the psychic did tell me, and this is where I don't know if she was right, um, that she sees it, someone that I, I meet when I'm well, you know what is interesting? So I have a friend I have a group of guy friends in Nashville uh-huh. who are one is really successful at music, and uh-huh. then a few of them are also like in that world. She brought them up and was like, I feel, and I've always said this, and she's like, "There's it's not a love connection, but it, it it's not a romantic love connection, but it is a connection in the way that you guys are, like, very good friends, and you guys will keep introducing each other to people, which mm. we do all the time already. Um, But she said, she thinks that I'm going to meet someone, and they're studying something, and they're wearing a suit, and it's, like, lawyer, doctor, which, like, I would rather no offense die they'd be with the doctor I, I don't want that well I
2: could see you being with a lawyer
1: yeah I could that's like, kind of hot I think lawyers are beau. hot like I could do that Um, but yeah I would love
2: lawyers are so hot the like
1: country music scene is like well here's my thing that's what I'm saying
2: like I feel like you have a good one or two relationships yeah and I would do that and yeah, yeah that'd be an awesome phase it'd be fun yeah and you could like look back and be like yeah I dated this country music star
1: my realtor did that and she was telling me <laughs> really? yeah she was telling me about it and I was like oh that does sound fun maybe I would do that my issue is that I just literally if a guy comes up to me and I am not in love, I pay them, n- I don't give them any attention in the slightest, so that's kind of the problem.
2: Okay. No. Yeah, you don't. But, like, I know when you're going to date someone.
1: Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. It's- and I act like no one knows. She's literally like, no, I don't, I don't- even
2: like him. and We're like, yes, you do, bitch. But yeah, he's,
1: like, at my house immediately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I feel like your country
2: music dude phase might be, like, my athlete dude phase.
1: Mm-hmm. I, what if I, I think I can mix the two. What about someone in entertainment law? No, I who's think. Uh, in country? I think like an
2: entertainment law dude is like the type you marry. I'm yeah. saying like country star is like someone you just date for funsies.
1: Yeah, I could be into that.
2: Yeah, but I could see you dating or like marrying a lawyer or like a business. I think you are so, bi- I think yeah. you're attracted to people's minds like I am. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on up here and i think uh, a lawyer someone that challenges you like yeah your brain i, I think is really attractive to you and i, like I feel leaders. not saying that country singers are <laughs> i'm like country singers are forking dumb no
1: i'm kidding no it's like a business minded yeah
2: i think yeah. you seem need someone you can like talk strategy with
1: hmm yeah so we'll see i'll As keep you guys I. posted if i date a country star no one will know mm-hmm. but i mean maybe it'll happen <laughs>
2: You know? Exactly. Okay, let's cut to a quick break and we'll come back with more questions. Oh, this is a great question. How do you turn unproductive days into a productive one? I feel like you're the queen of this too.
1: I can be, but last week I was okay i have pmdd so like the week before my cycle i'm wait what premenstrual dysphoric disorder what does so that like mean the week before my period it is i talk about it all the time because so many people have it and you just don't know you know how i mean obviously girls are like oh i'm you know more emotional or i feel bad around my cycle whatever it is like and i actually have like anxiety depression like I, i'm not just saying that uh-huh. like, oh my god i feel anxious but my anxiety or depression it will be like one day i'm fine the next day it is a dark cloud over me i have Now I have, like, extreme fatigue. My eyes were shutting for, like, two days. I couldn't stay awake. It's really bad. Anyways, that was last week, and it was, like, worse than normal. And so I kind of just ended up being really easy on myself, which I've only recently learned to do. Like, Mm. I still have to get things done, but I used to, like, really guilt myself. Same. Guilt-free. Like, I can't rest guilt-free. Yes, exactly. And I've gotten a lot better at that, but... I think the first thing I had to do actually with turning unproductive days into productive days was learn to not shame myself for every single thing that I'm doing. Like it's like, you're never in your eyes going to be doing enough or seeing enough or recording enough podcasts, like whatever it is. So uh, learning to like give myself more grace and be easier on myself. Like I can give anyone in my life grace, but I couldn't give myself any sort of grace. So that was really helpful. Um, Just like practical things though, going on a walk, changing your routine, for me, it's almost like always working out. That's a huge thing. When
2: I say when I can, I cannot stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Like dead ass, if I'm having the worst unproductive day and I'm like so guilty about it and I'm like not feeling great and whatever, the only thing actually that can make me feel a little bit better is going to the gym and maybe doing a 30 minute walk on the treadmill. Yeah. Like some sort of move some type, I don't know what it is. It's just, su- it's automatic success and accomplishment and like one like it just a like gratification yes like, instant gratification that's yeah. what it is it actually is
1: i also notice i do a lot better in a routine that's why i'm so routine mm-hmm. so if i'm like even today i have a lot going on today and i'm like i wish i would have booked a workout class i would have had to do it like six but i wish i would have done that because i would have been more on like i was thinking about that on the way here working out was just a huge thing. Um like even like I got up and I made sure I journaled because I'm like, I just feel like my brain fog recently has just been so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I read all the time, things like that. But those are small things that you wouldn't necessarily correlate with turning an unproductive day into a productive day. But for me, it's when I'm in a really healthy routine that I'm the most productive. The busier I get, the more that routine matters. And the more when people are like, how do you have time? It's like you make time for what you want to make time for.
2: Yeah. And so that helps. the workout slash journaling combo is truly the only thing that actually clears cobwebs yes, in my head. Same. Like, it, I don't know what it is. And it is a common denominator among successful people, mm-hmm. I I would say, is getting some type of movement. It doesn't have to be a crazy, like, CrossFit workout. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just it, it can just be going for a, a light walk or whatever. It's just, like, something about it is, I think, scientifically proven that it, like, it it, it boosts natural endorphins and mm-hmm. serotonin and things like that. That, I, I don't know, it just gets me going.
1: Do you journal often? Yeah. I, I mean, how would it. you say often? I don't know. I mean, I'm not the best about it. I did it today because I couldn't work out. But I'm trying to get back into it. Another thing that Saga told me is that I need to start writing. Um, but do you ever do morning pages when you journal? That's why I'm asking. Do you know what that is?
2: I've heard of that.
1: So basically, you can either set a timer for like 10 minutes or you can say, I'm just going to free write for three, for three pages. Uh-huh. And you just don't stop, like your hand doesn't, you don't take your hand off the page. Uh-huh. And when I do that regularly, which well, I, I try haven't that. done, yeah, you get things out or like, this is another thing too, because I can be pretty, I struggle with finding like, uh, realizing like what my emotions are coming from. Like, I don't know why I feel a certain way sometimes. And that's something my therapist has made me do is, like, go through and I will write three pages. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I would never have thought that was bothering me. Yes. But I I figured out what it was. So that is a huge thing, too, if you're feeling really unproductive or you're feeling like you're in a slump. um, I would try morning pages, too. I need to do
2: that because sometimes I will get irritable with just random people in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's because a completely different thing that I don't even realize is really bothering me that much. And that would be the solution. It helps a
1: ton. Mm -hmm. Going on walks too, like getting outside, hot girl walk, podcast, music. Yeah. Things like that. I think there is a time where you need to give yourself, cut yourself some slack and maybe take the day off. But I would say that's maybe 5% of the time. And that's kind of a high percentage in my opinion.
2: Something about like sweating. Yes. And uh, like releasing something is like so good. I don't know what it has to do scientifically, but like it, it hits different.
1: It makes it like cures all my problems. Honestly, Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I would say the same for me when I'm unproductive. Definitely as if I get 20 to 30 minutes in of anything, I feel instantly feel more productive. Another thing I try and do is one of my favorite things to do, actually, is when I'm like, there's so much in my head and lists that I have to do. Like right now, what I'm thinking about that I have to do. And there's so many different pockets of life I need to conquer conquer, that I make this list in a journal where it's like today, maybe, and later. Like I do three columns. Yes. And it's three columns. And you just take any piece of paper and you put it today, maybe, later. And on today is the only things you 110% will get done. Do not put something you might get done in the today column because that's going to ruin it, right? You... I have to put even, like, little stuff like, oh, I kind of need to gro- go to the grocery store, but I could go tomorrow. That goes in the maybe column. And then later means, like, send um, expense stuff to tax guy or whatever. Like, stuff that I, like, it's on Organize my mind. Closet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. It. The only thing in the today column is, like, what you're actually going to get done today. So sometimes that might be, like, two or three things because I think it's important to – Instead of trying to like some I get lost in like all my different tasks and I feel more productive and I'm like, okay, what's the one thing I actually have to get done today? Because it's way less intimidating than having like 80 gazillion things because I can kind of put those in the other columns. And Mm -hmm. if I get them done, I feel happy because I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't have to do that. Does that make sense? You know what
1: something you taught me? Yes, what? it does. Um, we used to meet up in the mornings. We would do like weekly meetings of I don't know, we didn't get coffee we early were in the so, morning. Like
2: before our time. We
1: were yeah, we really were. But something you taught me in an assignment you gave me, if you will, was making a list of things that refuel you throughout the week. And one of my biggest lessons around the age of twenty was realizing that resting and recharge or that being lazy and resting are totally different things. Or recharging, right? So I believe I made
2: you do that. You wow. made me
1: write. Well, we both did it. Yeah. But write a list of things that I like. I got energy from. Or oh, that okay. I felt good around. Or that I felt better about. And Wait, so, let's, do,
2: let's say ours.
1: So mine, I mean, kind of what I listed off. Certain friends. I'm actually, an, I'm really outgoing. But I'm actually an introvert. Like I need time to recharge. Reading mm-hmm. refuels me. Um, cooking from home. Going on walks. Early morning coffee with friends. Pilates. Working out. What about you?
2: Things that refuel me. Um, being outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, a great good night's rest. Yeah. Like, of um, sleep. I think also a good-ass conversation with, yes. like, someone I love. It doesn't even have to be, like, work-related. Um, I have,
1: like, fa- a FaceTime with someone on my list. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, like, it, it, people that I can call that I know It's I'm going to feel happier about are my mom, you. Um, my brother uh even like alicia and ashley Mm -hmm. if i were to call them and be like hey i'm struggling with this like can you help and just like making me feel motivated or just excited or you know like no words of encouragement knowing that because i'm such a words of affirmation person so sometimes i will ask i'll be like hey i'm struggling with this what should i do and i'll ask you're really good about that and I like I like asking for help. You
1: verbalize what you need very yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
2: thank you. Um, I don't even realize that I am, but I, n- now I do because I do mm-hmm. it a lot. I'll be uh, just the other day. I was stressed out because I wanted to go to this thing, but also I was so exhausted, and I knew if I would have gone, I would have been like pissed that I would have gone. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I was like, Hey, here's my thoughts. I feel bad. I really want to go, but I'm stressed out and I'm really tired, and I know I'll be mad. And I was I was like, Can you walk me through this? Or like.
1: You need to listen to my recent episode with Molly Carmel. She talks about this exactly oh, really? and she it was it and it's all about kind of like New Year, like uh-huh. anxiety, whatever. Love. It was so helpful for me okay. in that exact topic. Okay. But yeah,
2: a good conversation does like the best for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely a walk, workout. Even I love a great podcast. Yep. Um, some good ones that I resort to recently or i've been resorting to are i love smartless have you heard that oh my god kenzie you're gonna fucking love it it's with three comedians so it's will arnett which is amy Poehler's ex-husband um sean hayes and uh jason bateman from ozark and i'm not kidding you so they're like comedians and it's these three guys and every week they have on a new celebrity guest so like one of them will surprise the other two. Like, the other two don't know who it is. So, th- it'll be cool. literally, like, Sandra Bullock or, like, LeBron James or um, Ryan Reynolds. Like, these are actual guests that they'll have. And it'll be, like, Jason surprising the other two with Sandra Bullock yeah, or, like, crazy. Ryan Reynolds. Like, someone crazy. So, the other two, like, haven't prepared. Oh, to, like, I like that To, like, for a lot. the interview. So, it's, like, so, like, off the cuff. And I'm sure, like, on the back end, mm-hmm. the producers are like, okay, here's some topics whatever. But um it's they're so funny and it's so cool because it is technically an entertainment like comedic podcast but you they're interviewing such high performing successful people that you still get little tidbits
1: and I don't know it just it
2: clears my mind well what I love that what I found too
1: with podcasts is that I like there I go through phases where all I can listen to is like high performing whatever and then I'm burnt out from that and I need it to be entertaining yeah. They have
2: a really good, I would say, mix of yeah. that. Um, I also love Armchair Expert. Love. I mean, I love the skinny confidential as well. Yeah. But sometimes I don't wanna wanna be as motivated. I want more yes. entertainment, like yeah. just funny. I wanna laugh. Um, also a good laugh, like that refuels me. Mm-hmm. What else? Eating good. It like I found as soon as I came back to LA and I was starting to like order a lot of sweet green and I sound like such an LA bitch right now. But like I'm not kidding you, my my head was more clear
1: well that's like science it though. is science yeah, also um
2: daylight like yeah. like sunny daylight um I don't know a
1: clean house that's my number one thing I can't I'm one of those people that cannot fu- yeah I can't function it cause I haven't like it just makes my anxiety worse mm-hmm. I have to have my house clean also, I'm not
2: kidding you. This is, like, really corny. But, like, sometimes I, like, will play now that I live alone. I did this when Peyton wouldn't be there because she, like, I'm already psycho enough for Peyton. <laughs> but she, um I'll, like, blare music and yeah. I will literally dance yeah, by myself. Yeah,
1: I, I do that too, actually. It helps a lot, especially before recording. It's something yes. about, like,
2: I'm not kidding you. The Grey's Anatomy, like, dance it out. Like, it helps. Yeah. Like, moving your body and just, like. I, and I'll, like, be in my own That's world. That's so, like,
1: Danielle. Her mom does that, too. Like, she... Danny does that. No, I yeah. have to. Like, it's helpful.
2: It is. And it, like... It's just having fun. Like, I think so much of w- our work life can get so serious. And it's, like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. I want to have fun. And I'm addicted to fun. And so. you can
1: have fun throughout. And I, I'm trying to be better about that. What but, do you mean? Like, have fun throughout. Like, Sometimes I'll to be stuff? so focused on what I have to do that I'm not, like... Enjoying, enjoying it, it in the way that I should be. I
2: hate when I do that. Yeah, and so I'm I trying agree. to
1: be better about that. Like I have to be. You have to really be intentional, though. I think that the root of that, though, is for me at
2: least, is gratitude. Like going mm-hmm. back to my journal and being like, I am thankful to be in the position I am because I dead ass am. Like, yeah. and I forget. Yeah. Which is it's inevitable. Like this is my new normal, but. Like a year ago I would have died Knowing that like I could reach out to my manager To reach out with to my dream brand. Like a yes. dead ass would have died to, yes. like, Knowing that I had that contact or whatever The situation mm-hmm. is for you But I, I agree like I think that Having gratitude makes things more fun Like oh my gosh I get to go to The pretty basic set and like Tell them yeah. what pop culture drama To talk about like that's crazy mm-hmm. That's my job Um but sometimes I forget that that's fun.
1: Going because back, you're just in your routine. Yes, exactly. And it just becomes your normal and then but you're not. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I like I think going to my journal really helps me in like, having gratitude. Like writing, I'm thankful for. I'll do a whole page of I'm thankful for, blah, blah, blah. I'm thankful for yeah, this. Yeah, I did that I'm, this that I'm grateful for this. Because sometimes you're it, in a rut rewires and, it, your brain. and it helps you. Yeah. It it does re- rewire your brain.
1: Going back to a, a, like how I execute things too, mm-hmm. I'm thinking a lot of that is actually – rooted in anxiety because i've always been like i have to do it but then i have also been lucky enough to surround myself with people who have done like stuff and yeah. so i see that also i think a lot of it is growing up in texas people just work and work ethic there is very different like here people work really hard or they don't work at all like
2: oh my god that's there, so true. It,
1: there's a difference in work ethics and that they're either working their ass off or they're not really doing anything so true and in texas consistently everyone just does what they say and so i think i now that my brain is turned on more think it's rooted in anxiety it's also that i've surrounded myself with people who i see do cool things uh-huh. my dad has instilled confidence in me my dad thinks i could literally be president Aww, and like I love he, that. but because of that i grew up thinking i really could do anything uh-huh. so it's like this naive mindset that i try to go back to like my 17 year old self when mm-hmm. i was like i can do anything and then um like also a lot of it is gratitude and seeing people around me do things like Uh to give you guys more practical tips as I'm thinking about this um has really helped and if you don't have a parent that has like instilled that confidence in you like you can build it yourself and you can find it It doesn't have to be external um and then it's just about who you surround yourself with even it's not even like my friends at home all have more traditional jobs it's not that I'm like oh they're doing exactly what I want to be doing but they're like they all have very strong work work ethics, anyways. Uh-huh. So it's really helpful. I think uh-huh. a lot of it is who you surround yourself with and your environment.
2: Totally is who you surround yourself with. But I will say this is the last thing I'll mm-hmm. say, and then we'll wrap up. Is that one of my favorite things about you?
1: Is I love this podcast, by the no, way. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, is I'm dead ass. Like mm-hmm. Kenzie even came to me when you were talking about maybe doing this clothing brand thing, mm-hmm. and I was like honestly not a good idea it's fucking hard yeah. like I was like I work with a clothing like it's it's hard I was just like mm-hmm. very real I was like it is brutal like it it's more hard than it is almost rewarding at the at the point that yeah. I'm in right now right but I love that you still just are Going for it.
1: Well, I also talked to people who are doing it in the way that I'm doing it, and they said the same thing. But it's a like parallel is totally different than what we wanted to do. So it did give me better insight to like what I would be doing. Yeah, made me feel better. But I will say, like, I was like, I almost was like, I would wait Mm -hmm. a little.
2: That's that was my take on it. And she still, and I know, like, we really value and trust each other's opinion. And she still is like killing it, doing your thing, like starting or whatever. And still still going for it. And what all of that to say is, even though you trust and I know you value my opinion as well as others that, you know, lead you into whatever Mm -hmm. areas of life. I know that I I love that you at the end of the day have to be and are your biggest cheerleader. And if you don't believe in it, no one else will. You know what I mean? Like just because. There's been times where my parents have told me, like, "Eh, I don't think that's a good idea, and I still did it, and it actually was a great idea. You know what I mean? And you you have to, even though, like, people are gonna be your cheerleaders on the, like, um, people you surround yourself with are going to encourage you and lift you up and whatever, but they're also sometimes gonna, like, maybe pull you back, and you know in your heart, like, you have to be your biggest cheerleader, because no one else will be, even your closest friends. Even your closest mentors, even your parents.
1: You also have to get good at trusting your gut. And even with my podcast, the people around me at the time when I started told me not to do it so many times. And it's the best thing I've done career-wise. It's the most growth. And my network of people is in, like, literally the richest woman in the world because of that podcast. Like, most successful. Like, in every way, it's made my life so much better. But it's trusting your gut. And Uh that, it's like, part of it is, like, it gets easier, but it doesn't. But also, I'm like, once you now i know in the ways that i haven't trusted my gut i've always regretted it and so now i you i feel like for me at least the more i do it and the more i'm like all right i know that this is the next move it makes it a little bit easier because i have like almost like proof is on the pudding like i've like looked back and i'm like well that was a good move i'm glad that i like trusted myself then Uh and that also goes to like getting to know yourself doing small exercises like what refuels me therapy reading is like my biggest thing like I think a lot of it is like getting to know yourself and then trusting your gut and then also like moving on that. Mm -hmm. And then over time you build more trust and confidence within yourself and then you're able to do like the bigger the next move that's bigger. Yeah.
2: But at the end of the day you can have the best piece of advice from anyone and like no one's going to believe in your self or your personal project or your business that you start more than you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our end of the pod. Kenzie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And where can everyone follow you, pimp yourself out, do your thing?
1: Kenzie Elizabeth on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Kenzie Elizabeth Hey on TikTok. I'm a big TikToker these days. I I have been all over it. It's so much fun. I love Um, TikTok. And then we're recording an episode for my podcast, which is the I Love You So Much podcast with Kenzie Elizabeth. So go check it out
2: and be sure to rate, review, do all the things, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Making Moves Pod. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Making Moves Pod underscore. And be sure to, I don't know, do all the things. Guys. <laughs> yeah, follow Kenzie and Cheer subscribe. Your channel. Yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next week. Be sure to make someone's day. Peace.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com.